You are listening to the End of the Day Podcast with Carrie Watterson. This is episode 38. Welcome to the End of the Day Podcast, a show for people who want to better understand their brains so they can get out of their own way and start showing up the way they want in life. I'm your host, Life and Mindset Coach Carrie Watterson. Each week, I'll share tools and concepts to help you think differently so you can start to live differently. If you feel trapped by your own thoughts, and if you're tired of recreating your past, if you're wondering if what you want is even possible... This podcast is for you. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I am so glad you're here. My little dog is here with me, too. So if you hear anything, that's major. Today's episode is called Kryptonite Thoughts. Yes, Kryptonite, that glowing green rock from the Superman comics. You know, one of only a few things that had the ability to weaken his powers and actually incapacitate him. Now, I've never read the comics. It's been a long time since I watched the Superman movies. And actually, I think the only Superman movie I watched was the Christopher Reeve version. So what is that? 30? 40? Oh my god, 50 years ago? No, not 50. Let's say 40 years ago. Anyway, because it's been so long, I actually fact-checked myself to make sure my understanding of kryptonite was correct. You know, before I base a whole concept around it. Fun fact, apparently there's lots of colors of kryptonite, not just green, and each color does something different. Now that's a rabbit hole that I went down for a hot second before I reined myself back into coming back to this podcast. So for this podcast, let's just assume we're talking about the classic green kryptonite. According to Google, it is an alien mineral that has the property of depriving Superman of his powers. Example, the evil Lex Luthor diminishes Superman's powers with kryptonite. Okay, now here's another definition. Something that can seriously weaken or harm a person or thing. Example, flip-flopping on issues can be kryptonite to presidential candidates. So, Based on these definitions, I'm sure you can infer what kryptonite thoughts are. I'd like to offer this definition. Kryptonite thoughts are words that weaken our drive, sap our energy, drain our beliefs, slow, halt, or derail our progress and forward momentum, or otherwise distract us from what we truly want in life. So the opposite of kryptonite thoughts would be Motivating thoughts, empowering thoughts, thoughts that set us up for success. Now, if we want to set ourselves up for success, we know the importance of identifying and planning for obstacles, right? What's an obstacle? It's a thing that blocks one's way or prevents or hinders progress. The most common obstacles are our thoughts. Now, some thoughts are just minor annoyances, ones that we can quickly see through and move past. But some thoughts are kryptonite thoughts, thoughts that when we think them instantly weakens us, saps us of hope and belief, and renders us temporarily powerless. I know that sounds dramatic, but if you think about it, I'm sure you can see how that could be true. 
These are thoughts that lead to spiraling in self-doubt, fear, shame, embarrassment, anxiety, depression, rumination. Now we all have a few kryptonite thoughts. These are a few of mine. I've mentioned some of them before in prior podcasts, but just to share. So some version of, you're a joke, who are you kidding? Or everyone else has life figured out but you. That's a big one. For this podcast, I'll have a thought like, everything's already been said before. What makes you think you have anything new to offer? And another one, I can't believe I almost let myself believe that I've changed and that a different future was possible for me. So these thoughts don't come up all the time anymore. They used to, or some version of those thoughts used to come up so much, but they do come up often enough to remind me how quickly and powerfully they can deflate my confidence and belief in myself if I let them. My brain likes to offer me these old standbys when I have moments where my character feels at stake. So it's not just like, man, I should have done this better. It's consistency is key. And here you are being inconsistent or integrity says a lot about someone. And here you are acting out of integrity with who you say you want to be. Or when my brain wants to rehash all the ways in my past, I wish I'd shown up differently with my family in friendships, professionally, in the way I carried myself, in the way I let myself treat myself, or in the way I let others treat me. For me, when my brain offers thoughts that make me question my character, and that can be my past character, my present character, even my character in the future, that's when I feel the weakest. And that's when it's easiest for me to believe everything that my brain offers me. Because the thoughts feel so true, if I'm not careful, my brain will start acting as if they are true and dredge up all the evidence to prove it. The crazy thing is, then my brain will use this evidence to poke holes in any beliefs to the contrary. And that's when I start thinking thoughts like, I can't believe I almost deluded myself into thinking I had changed. Can you relate? That's why I call these types of thoughts kryptonite thoughts. They have the power to incapacitate us if we're not onto our brains. But here's the thing. Kryptonite thoughts are still just regular old thoughts. And thoughts are, as Brooke Castillo says, just sentences in our brains. They have no power over us unless we interpret them in a way that feels emotionally charged or causes us pain. Now, kryptonite thoughts feel more powerful because they cut through all of our protective armor and hit us where we feel most vulnerable. But, like any thought patterns, they're habits. In some cases, they're deeply ingrained habits. They're often thoughts or beliefs we've held about ourselves for years. It's like it's an if-then scenario. If this happens, then our brain offers this particular thought, which pokes at this particular emotional wound, which causes us to react or respond in this particular self-defeatist, self-sabotaging way, which leads or ends up with this adverse outcome. And repeat, right? It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Until we realize that if we ever want to stop letting the same cycle of thoughts and, and actions play out, we're going to need to interrupt the pattern. But how? How do we stop letting certain thoughts debilitate us? 
First, we need to be aware of them. We need to take time to identify the thoughts that routinely lead to self-sabotage. We need to be self-aware enough to recognize how those thoughts play out in our lives so we can loosen their hold on us. We need to stop being afraid of them. We notice they're there without judgment. We let their presence remind us that patterns take time in conscious effort to break. We remember that choosing on purpose what we want to think and believe requires consciously diffusing and detaching from thoughts that consistently create unnecessary inner conflict and mental drama in our lives. We remember it takes energy and time to entertain kryptonite thoughts, energy and time that could be spent creating our future instead of re-engaging with our past. Kryptonite thoughts are actually not a problem. It's only when we engage them in an unproductive, unhealthy way that we create suffering for ourselves. But we get to choose how we want to relate to these thoughts. An obstacle is only an obstacle if we let it prevent or hinder our progress. We could have these thoughts and still choose to move forward anyway. Let me give you an example. Now, when I record this podcast, I notice that my brain keeps offering me thoughts like, I should be faster at this by now, or I'm not good at this. When I think those thoughts, I tend to go into embarrassment or shame. That's my default. And when I go into embarrassment or shame, it often leads me to avoid or procrastinate. I kind of mentioned that on the last episode, episode 37 on procrastination. But when I do that, the result I create for myself, when I choose to think those thoughts, which creates those feelings, which causes me to avoid or procrastinate, is that I don't allow myself to learn to get faster or to be better at this. So to borrow from another coach, those thoughts aren't good reasons for me to not show up for myself and create the results I want to create. Does that make sense? The same goes for you, my friend. If you have thoughts that are getting in the way of your happiness and success, ask yourself the same question. Are they good reasons for you to not show up for yourself? What are your kryptonite thoughts? A great exercise would be to take out a sheet of paper and write them down. Keep that paper close by as you move through the week so you can jot down any additional thoughts that feel like debilitating thoughts, kryptonite thoughts. Take a look at the thoughts on that paper, whether there are only a few, maybe there's dozens. And guess what? That's where your work is, my friend. Can you see how working through them will help you move forward in life faster? I want to close this episode by sharing with you some ways you can start gaining authority over these thoughts. Now, these are tools and concepts from others that I found tremendously helpful in my own journey. The first is Byron Katie's The Work, her four questions that she uses to challenge her thoughts. Question number one, is it true? Question number two, can you absolutely know that it's true? Question number three, how do you react? What happens when you believe that thought? Question number four, who would you be without that thought? For question four, I like to add, what would I let myself do without that thought? 
So let's go back to my thought, I should be better at this by now. Using Byron Katie's questions. Number one, is it true? I don't know. Maybe things take time, right? Is it true that I should be better at this by now? Question two, can you absolutely know that it's true? Well, no, like who says? Who says I should be better at this by now? There's lots of reasons. I can, of course, be improving more quickly, but is it absolutely true? Number three, how do you react and what happens when you believe that thought? So when I believe the thought I should be better at this by now, I kind of alluded to above. I, if I'm not careful, I'll default to maybe embarrassment, self-criticism, shame, etc. And when I do that, I tend to avoid my podcast. I tend to over-research and I tend to buffer. I tend to keep bringing up thoughts about how I should be better at this by now, etc. And the result, of course, is I don't move forward on the podcast if I continue to let myself believe that thought. Number four, who would you be without that thought? Can you imagine who I would be without the thought I should be better at this by now? If I didn't have that thought and there were no other thoughts, if I didn't have any of the other thoughts, who would I be? Would I be the person that just went ahead and did it, right? Knowing that I could tweak and improve and fine tune as I go, as I learn, as I grow and evolve. So if I were to ask my question number four, what would I let myself do without that thought? All that applies. I would let myself not overthink things and just trust myself, have my own back, allow myself to be messy and imperfect and do a rough draft, edit as necessary and put it out in the world and then move on to the next, right? So you can see how Byron Katie's four questions can be so powerful when challenging a thought. I also love how John Acuff challenges thoughts that weigh him down. In his most recent book, Soundtracks, The Surprising Solution to Overthinking, John invites us to ask these three questions about any type of thought that might be holding us back. Number one, is it true? Number two, is it helpful? Number three, is it kind? I caught John's guest episode on the Jordan Harbinger show where he explained these questions in more detail. Question one, is it true? Basically, is this thing, the thought I'm listening to in my head, true? Number two, is this thought helpful? Does this thought push me forward or does it pull me back? Number three, is it kind? Is this thought kind to me? Is it encouraging? Does it make me want to lean into it? Does it make me want to move forward? If it's not, you can't say yes to those three questions, he says. And if you can't say yes to those three questions, why are you still listening to that thought? I'll have links to both Byron Katie's The Work and John's guest interview on the Jordan Harbinger show in the show notes. Lastly, I love what Tanya Lee says. Does this thought belong in my future? If you visualize your future self, the one who has the life and the results that you want, would she allow that thought to stand in her way? Another way to ask that is, did she allow that thought to stop her? Obviously, if you've already created the results, the answer is no. And if the answer is no, then your work is to let it go in the present. Okay, 
There's a lot more we could talk about there, but that's all I have for you today. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a fantastic weekend. And remember, at the end of the day, we have one life. How do you want to live it? How do you want to show up? Let's think about it. And then let's get to work. Take care, everyone. Coaching isn't just for athletes or for select people. It's for anyone who wants support while doing the work to grow. Hi, I'm Life and Mindset Coach Carrie Watterson. If you've ever wondered what it would be like to work with a coach, I invite you to sign up for a free 90-minute deep dive coaching call with me so you can experience firsthand how working on your mindset will forever change your life. If what you've been doing so far hasn't been working, let's talk. I offer one-on-one coaching sessions for three to six months. I help you see where your thoughts are tripping you up and keeping you from the life that you want. Go to CarrieWaterson.com or email me at Carrie at CarrieWaterson.com to book your free call this week. If you're not following me on Instagram, that's where I regularly share tips, tools, and resources on all things mindset and mindfulness. My Instagram is at Carrie Watterson Coaching. That's at K-A-R-I-W-A-T-T-E-R-S-O-N Coaching. At the end of the day, we have one life. How do you want to live yours? Think about it, and then let's get to work. <music>